0: BFM 89.9 You are listening to The Morning Run Was It's 7.06am A frog in my throat. Is that the prince coming out? I do not think so. Valentine's Day I need no prince to save me, thank you very yeah, much Yeah, absolutely. 7.06am on Valentine's Day, Wednesday 14th of February. You are listening to The Morning Run, of course. The one with the frog in her throat is Shazana Mukhtar. You also heard Philip C and Wong Ning. We're going to take you all the way up to 10am today A lot of interesting conversations and half an hour, we will be discussing what's at stake for NATO if Donald Trump returns as US President. He's made uh, some interesting comments over the weekend. But as always, we're going to recap uh, how global markets closed overnight. Well,
1: the frog has jumped into the Dow because it's actually dropped quite a lot, down 1.5%. It's worst performance since March 2023. S&P 500 also down 1.4% and Nasdaq also down 1.8% on the back on that really hot inflation report coming out from the US. In Asia, though, it was relatively mixed. The Hang Seng was down 0.8%, but the rest all in nice positive territory. The Nikkei up 2.9%, Shanghai Composite up 1.3%, Singapore's STI up 0.1%, and back home as well. FBM, KLCI up 1.3%, I think, you know, touching 1,531.
0: Wow, so those dragon spirits are roaring. Very much so. Well, let's take a look at what's uh, happening on the international market side, what's moving markets uh, this week. And we have on the line with us Carlos Casanova, Senior Economist with UBP. Carlos, good morning. So let's talk about U.S. inflation because I believe the CPI number came in at the high end of the estimates, signaling that it's more sticky than expected. What do you think this means for the Fed fund rate? Will this delay the cuts and also reduce the number of cuts uh, that's to be expected this year?
2: Good morning. So, yes, the Fed is actually um, waiting for inflation to come down in order to justify their decision to pivot. Um, we think that um, inflation doesn't really need to come down to 2% or below for them to start cutting rates. I think uh, 2.5 um, is the new uh, line in the sand for the Fed. So so long as they see um, that the trajectory for inflation is, is, is downwards, um, it means that they can potentially deliver those um, Rate cuts this year. Um, now we are not in the camp of uh, you know a, a ton of rate cuts. Um, it will probably take until May or or maybe June for the Fed to start uh, cutting rates um, because inflation will take a little bit you know longer to come down to that level. Um, and then after that, um, assuming that trend continues, we think the Fed could do up to 100 basis points in cuts. The risk here is that it comes down a lot more slowly than expected, and then they are only able to deliver one or two. Uh, rate cuts instead of four, as um, the the dot plot is currently uh, pointing to. Um, And that would entail um, some pullback in equities as um, the market is pricing in quite a bit of um, easing action this year.
1: Now, Carlos, Japan's GDP will be out on Thursday with economists returning to growth, but it may slip to becoming the world's fourth largest economy. What is really ailing that economy?
2: Well, despite all the hype around Japan, Japan, some of the structural factors that made it sort of, you know, one of the least favorite market for investors are still in place. So you still have a declining population, an aging population, um, and Japan still has some of the highest uh, debt amongst um, OECD economies. In fact, it's the country with the highest debt amongst all of the OECD economies. Um, so structurally, I don't think Japan is in a position um, to grow very rapidly and um With countries like the U.S. expanding above 2% for another year, that means that it will continue to slip in the rankings. Um, Having said that, though, um, we do expect the economy to return to growth. Um, And we are expecting a slowdown. Remember that this year was the reopening year for Japan as well. So Mm -hmm. they had a lot of tourism, a lot of consumption. And so GDP is going to be quite high for the year as a whole on average due to base effects around 1.8%. We are expecting that to slow to 0.8%, which seems like a fairly low rate of growth. Um, However, in the context of other developed markets, uh, Japan is not doing so badly. So the European Union is expected to grow around 0.5%. So against that um, slower growth in Europe, Japan looks relatively more attractive for investors. So I think that's why you are continuing to see inflows, even though we are seeing a, a slowdown um, on the back of those structural factors that have not changed.
1: Yeah, that's why, right? The question is, how sustainable are those inflows? Because year to date, really, it's gone gang- gangbusters, right? The Nikkei five.
2: Yes, um, it's, I do, we don't think that we will see a rally like what we saw last year. Last year was a combination of all of those factors. Um, As we enter 2024, we think that uh, the JPY weakness is still playing a role in the first half of the year. That's going to definitely boost earnings for Japanese corporates um, that sort of make US dollar and report back into JPY. Um, The Tokyo Stock Exchange reforms, so all of those uh, corporate governance and um, uh, shareholder return reforms, uh, all of those share buybacks, are continuing we have a fair amount of visibility so that's going to help the inflows um, and remember that we have visibility until 2025 so that's going to be a slightly longer term trend for japan um, on the growth front um it is still better than the other largest uh, you know developed market europe so investors are going to consider that when they look at their equity allocations even though we are seeing a slowdown so that's also going to help um, And then we we are also seeing a continuation of the normalization in interest rates in Japan. Uh, the ten-year yield hasn't gone above that one percent level, which a lot of investors were were sort of waiting for to see if Japan would cancel its negative interest rate policy. But I think it doesn't. They don't even have to do that. Um, whatever had to happen has already happened. We've already seen the rate, the yield curve um, steepen. We've already seen the ten-year yield move from zero to to almost one. Um, so I think, provided that doesn't change, then we are going to see a continuation of um, of the conditions that we saw last year at least for the first half. Maybe not 30% returns, but we are going to continue to see inflows um, until something changes in that equilibrium.
3: Okay, what about the yen though? This morning, I think it's, oh no, actually on Tuesday, it it fell 0.1% to 150.63, then climbed as much as 1% to 150.89 on Tuesday. It's above 150. Everyone's watching the language of the Ministry of Finance. Do you think they'll take action or they'll just leave it as it is?
2: Um, in terms of the yen I think they will they will intervene, yes. The line in the sand is always one for 152, but they've um, started to intervene sooner than that. So once it goes over 150, we see intervention by Bank of Japan uh, in terms of buying and also in terms of the, the language. So the verbal intervention is very important in this case. Um, in terms of monetary policy, <laughs> uh, not so sure. Like the Fed, um, I think the visibility is not 100% there. So they are really looking at inflation numbers um, and, and wages in Japan. Um, So the risk is that they don't do anything on negative interest rates and the the yen um, sort of remains at a weaker level of around 145 to maybe up to 148. Um, As soon as they do hike interest rates, especially if the U.S. is cutting interest rates, we do expect to see some appreciation of the yen. Uh, But until that happens, you know, the yen is going to continue to face uh, weakening pressures.
0: Let's stick to currencies and take a look at the yuan, because after initially strengthening against the U.S. dollar at the start of 2024, the Chinese yuan is starting to weaken again. Do you think the PBOC will intervene to stabilize the currency's fall or is the drop advantageous to the Chinese economy? Mm.
2: Ideally, um, if you look at other economies entering sort of post-bubble restructurings, right, when they have a housing sector uh, boom and bust, um, a lot of these economies uh, in you know you have the US, you have economies in Asia after 1997. They, they use currency depreciation to export their way out of it. Unfortunately, in the current geopolitical climate, I think China doesn't have that option. Uh, China also has a closed capital account. So if they try to um depreciate the currency they risk uh stoking uh, capital outflows um uh, they've tightened the the grip on on the capital outflows but where there's a will there's a way so so it's a very tricky game for china so in sum i think they they will not use that card uh, and they have to intervene if the currency reaches 7.3 um so similar with japan if um We are still waiting for the Fed and nothing changing on the domestic monetary policy front. We do expect that the currency will face some weakening pressures, um, at least until May, June, that that, that sort of date when the, the Fed starts to cut. Um, Up until then, the the PBOC is going to, A, continue to buy uh, yuan in the international market to stabilize the price, and B, it will be restrained in its ability to deliver policy domestically because it is waiting for this Fed pivot to take place in the second half of the year. So it is going to be another challenging first half for China.
0: Carlos, thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Carlos Casanova, Senior Economist with UBP in Hong Kong, giving us his take on some of the trends that we could see impacting markets in the days and weeks ahead.
3: Currency, currency, currency. <laughs> Let's pay attention to those that are depreciating. Maybe that's a chance for us Malaysians to travel, because everywhere else, we are, our ringgit is just sad.
1: Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing about the yen, that trajectory, right? Where does it end up also with the UN?
3: I think for the Japanese um, Ministry of Finance, right, 150 is the line in the sand. But they also don't want to do too much because at the moment, it's actually benefiting their economy in terms of tourism and also the stock market.
0: All right, difficult balancing act there. Let's turn our attention to some of the international corporate earnings that have come out overnight. We're starting off with hotel operator Marriott International. They reported a 7% on-year increase in its worldwide revenue per available room or REVPAR in the fourth quarter. And this is all thanks to higher room rates and occupancy levels in China. Revenue for the quarter rose 3% to $6 U.S. billion, while reported net income stood at $848 US dollars. This is up 26% from a year ago.
1: If you unpack the full year numbers, revenue rose 15% versus 2022. The company added 81,300 rooms globally in 2023 registering a net, grow of, net growth of about 4.7%. And at the end of 2023 Merit's worldwide development pipeline totaled some 3,400 properties and an estimated nearly 573,000 rooms uh, which more than 232,000 rooms in the pipeline were under construction during this period. So really the tourism industry is going gangbusters for them.
3: Yeah, which explains why this stock is actually one of the best performers in the Bloomberg Index of American lodging companies. It's up 67%. So after market hours on the back of this news, the stock actually came down, I think, 7%. Now, does a street like this name. Is all the good news already priced in at this juncture? Will we see a raft of downgrades? I think we're mm. beginning to see some. Six buys, 17 holds, three sells. Consensus target price for Marriott, $239.71. thirty nine U S Sense. I think a lot of it has to do with what are the new co-brands that they're going to consider and they're they are just like you know intercontinental mm. Wyndham group everyone is looking to add niche hotel offerings
0: all right, turning to another stock, and that's Lyft. They announced fourth quarter results in line with analyst expectations. Revenue for the quarter was up four percent on year to one point two billion US dollars. Uh, they are, of course, the second largest riding share company in the US and Canada. They recorded a net loss of twenty-six million dollars, and this is a significant reduction from five hundred and eighty-eight million dollars a year before.
1: Gross Bookings grew seventy percent year on year to three point seven billion dollars, recording one hundred and ninety one million. Rides in the fourth quarter, a 26% growth driven by strong ride right share demand and the number of active riders grew 10%. However, you know, Grab, Uber, Lyft drivers are actually going on strike this Valentine's Day.
0: No love for those platforms indeed. Uh, so yeah. Okay, what was really shocking about Lyft was the aftermarket
3: hours performance and it actually jumped 50% at one point to now settle back uh, at 18%. Some people say it was actually just a mistake in its earnings released by the CFO when it said about what would be the ex EBITDA margin expansions Uh, originally was about 500 basis points, which is equivalent to 5%. But later on during the conference call, CFO basically said, no, it's 50. So Uh. it's not 5%. (laughs) It's 0.5%. What a big difference. So maybe that's why Lyft share price has come down after market hours. Now, does a street like this name? Is this a good number 2? A number 2 behind Uber? Um, I think the street's still not convinced. At the moment, they're just 5 buys. 34 holds. 4 sells consensus target price for this stock 13 US dollars and 95 cents i think typically when it comes to any of these e-commerce giants people just buy the number one number two kind of it's like the second child you know kind of ignored nobody knows you're there well Gee. i'm the second child by the way
0: can you tell the bitterness
1: <laughs> i sense it i feel it i feel
0: it well we're coming up to 7 20 a.m we're heading into some messages but we'll come back to cover the top stories in the newspapers and portals this morning stay tuned to bfm 89.9